And hello and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet. Matt, it's Saturday night, it's showtime again, and I swear I just only uploaded last week's episode like three days ago. <laughs> I know, the, the weeks are, are churning by. We're like a hundred days till Christmas or something. I know, I know, and the fact that like the show has moved to Saturday, like we've only, we've been doing it for like, what, a couple months now? And <laughs> I still surprise myself when it's like, oh fuck, it's showtime now, actually. I know, I know. It is forever blowing me away, forever. I'm like, God damn, I, we got to do this tonight. Not that I don't love doing it, not that it isn't a lot of fun. It's just, you know, some weeks you get weeks like this where there's not a lot of big happenings in mm -hmm. comics and not a lot of news either. No, no. It's post-D23 San yep. Diego Comic-Con time. Mm -hmm. Yep, the big media companies have all dropped dropped their big heady loads on all of us <laughs> and now we just have to sit here in the afterglow of it all <laughs> just taking it taking it all in until the next big load drop <laughs> but yeah so again yeah if this show ends up being shorter this week that's why because no, again there was no. like maybe four that pieces of news matt's working his way back through all his series i got more read this week and still didn't get everything done i wanted um i've like almost finished everything i i intended to read this week which never really happens so i'm really excited and it's given me that extra like push to just keep going and keep rolling yeah. it into next week i've seen you upload your videos there i've seen you work through it i uh i just finished daredevil before we started mm -hmm. here because i know i wanted to get that done yeah yeah so uh, what was your week like, Matt? Because, you know, this, of course, is also our chance to catch up with each other as well as catch up with the fans. Uh, my week was, it went, again, like, it went by really quickly. Um, mm -hmm. But, yeah, it was mostly, like, comic books and, like, a little video games. I started trying, there, there was a demo for that uh, new uh, Tecmo Koei game, uh, Wulong, uh, which oh, is really? sort of like a Neo... Yes, I've been following uh, that. Sort of Dark Soulsy. Dark Soulsy, yeah. I, I started, Chinese mythology. Yeah, yeah, I started playing the demo for it. And it's it's a pretty comprehensive demo. Like, there's character customization in it. Oh, and wow. and uh, you can do quite a fair bit in the demo. And I, I really enjoyed it. You know what? I'm not too sure. I, I play it on my PlayStation Five, but yeah, um, right. I might have to look into that because yeah, that looks fun. There's a yeah. there's a lot of those coming out right now. There was Steel Rising there for a bit. There's the Lies of P. There's that. All these are these all these Dark Souls alike. All these from likes. It's so hot right now, yeah. Because Elden Ring, Elden Ring just fucking made everyone want to play Dark Souls games. Sure did. Yeah, changed changed absolutely everything. Oh, really? Henry Silva passed away. I just looked in the chat there. He was uh, the voice of Bane. The oh, original. Wow. He was ninety-five. Jesus. Wow. He Which means when he was voicing Bane, he would have been in his like early eighties, early seventies. Uh, you know. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Jesus. I knew he was an old man. He was like a you know well-traveled actor and everything. Plus, Damn. you know that show was famous too. Which hey, uh, this is actually a pretty good tangent because you know there was it was what is it the thirtieth anniversary of Batman the animated series this week? Today today i think yeah. no 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 batman day is today and yeah right. i think earlier on the week it was batman the animated series anniversary of course which funny those things coincide so yeah happy batman day to kt in the chat and all others who uh, celebrate all yes. the other bat paterians <laughs> who observe the day yeah who observe the day and keep it holy you know keep the bat and batman <laughs> day unlike what some of them other folks would say <laughs> Yeah, that Wulong game looks fun. I'll have to uh, check that out if there is a playable demo on that one. I want to see that for myself because it does look cool. 
Yeah, it, it's really damn cool. It's there's a lot of cool things uh, that it does. It doesn't overwhelm you in the demo, and just you can't, can't just let you go, and just yeah. Yeah, here have all these weapons. Just fuck around in it. I like it. I like that a lot. There was a lot of video game stuff this week. We got a big trailer there for God of War Ragnarok. There, a big story trailer. Mm-hmm. It looks fucking awesome. Looks fucking great. Hell, uh, what is? That? I was in the room with someone who doesn't even play video games. They saw that trailer over my shoulder, and they're like, "Wow, that looked cool." I'm like, "It is cool, isn't it?" Yeah, yeah. It, I, I'm really excited for that. That comes out in November, I think. Yes, yeah, sooner than we think. Which, goddamn, I guess I'll have to fucking motor on getting an actual next-gen console. That's that's the game that more than anything is going to kick me in the ass to get a next-gen yeah. console. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I, I'm look. I'm actually also looking forward to um the new Call of Duty, which comes out next. Like I think in exactly a month. I just got the because I pre-ordered it. I got the mm. the the uh, the open beta thing. So I'm uh downloading that currently and going to probably play some after this what's what's the new gimmick for this one there's always a gimmick uh i haven't really been paying attention but it, it just because it's it's a sequel to modern warfare the the good one the 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 good one that they released not too long ago not cold war or vanguard uh right. so it's it's just building on everything that was good on that and i think in this one you can like hang from ledges now and like shoot oh. and there's i saw something about where like you can use like your handgun while reloading or something oh, which cool. is really cool yeah now now when you say the sequel to modern warfare you mean the sequel to the new modern warfare yes the not reboot the old modern warfare the reboot which is kind of basically the same you know more or less same characters and everything so yeah i, I never played that i am quite a few call of duties behind usually i always wait for them to come down in price and then that like, one's the good up. one they never come down in price because they're always so no, popular but I that know, modern warfare that one's the good one cold war was there vanguard was just bullshit um but yeah the 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 modern warfare the guys that because they alternate there's two studios that do the call of duties and they alternate through the years so the ones that that do the modern warfare ones are the good ones yes and then the other guys do the zombies and everything yeah yeah See, I did know that. I, I used to be into Call of Duty there back in the PS3 era. I used to know what was going on. Shit, I I, I played the uh, you know the World of Wars mm-hmm. and the Black mm-hmm. Ops and everything for the story. You know, Mason and the numbers and yes. everything. Yes. Yes. Which, to their fucking credit, they kept building on that in all their other games. Yeah, so, Cold you know. Cold War is basically just a remake of Black Ops 1, and it's exactly the same. But it's all like CIA, Reagan is a main character, and all yeah, this bullshit. Nice. Yeah, yeah. We gotta stop the Russians, and we gotta yeah. do something. Yeah, yeah. Which, again, part of me actually kind of likes when Call of Duty gets all weird like that, and it's not just like, you know, military in the trenches. Yeah, it's, it's all like a cloak and dagger shit. very very tom clancy yes yes which is funny because tom clancy puts his name on a lot of video games yeah not so much anymore because they've fucking done making video games with his name on it i ain't got no splinter cells ain't got no no rainbow sixes every every year we keep thinking they're gonna make a good one you know every year we Mm. think it's like oh is this the year sam fisher and them come back and they never do (laughs) never do sam fisher comes back in a in a mobile game or something yeah we are weirdly closer to getting a new Prince of Persia than we are to getting a fucking new Splinter Cell. We were meant to get that new Prince of Persia by now, but, like, it got delayed, or, like, they're, they're like, remaking the remake or something. 
Right. Well, well, when they showed freaking Assassin's Creed Mirage, that's what I thought. I'm like, oh, is this finally the Prince of Persia game? Oh, no, it's another uh, another Assassin's Creed. Okay, another right. Assassin's game. <laughs> but but it's like one of three because they've decided, like, hey, our games are really bloated. So instead of making one gigantic game, we're going to make three smaller games now. They're making three smaller games, and two of them are, like, episodic, where, like, they're part of a larger block of things and they're they're like what episode one and episode two or something i i have no fucking idea what they're basically yeah. making it a live service basically yeah which again i feel like on one hand i don't hate it because it's like look there's a lot of great worksmanship that goes into the assassin's creed games you know the historical accuracies mm -hmm. the architecture you know the dead languages and everything else but it just gets fucking buried under so much bullshit every time yeah valhalla was like like they got progressively more bloated you had like origins which wasn't too long but it was quite big then you had Odyssey. then you had odyssey which was just holy fuck just yeah. jesus christ and then they, they they basically doubled that for valhalla I, I never finished any of them for that reason i loved the first couple hours i was having so <laughs> much fun for the first couple hours and then it's like oh this just keeps fucking going huh yeah i i powered through especially odyssey and valhalla i just powered through those main missions it's just like fuck everything else i don't care about special Side armors or, or yeah. you know doing uh flighting or anything like that you don't need it either <laughs> yeah yeah I, I don't give a fuck that i have to drink through all these different taverns to win something you know yeah again it doesn't matter. i don't i don't care about the river raids that they add yeah. later yeah yeah which has a different currency than the other currency yep. because these games are fucking mobile games now yep yep I don't care about that guy who comes to your village and offers you epic loots. Yes, that you kind of have to pay for. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of bullshit. Yeah, if they get smaller, if they get more concentrated, that's fine by me. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. You, uh, you were also saying, too, you're very excited for all the new samurai and farming games that are coming our way soon. Yeah, we had, like, a Nintendo Direct and a State of Play on the same day, and, like, all of Nintendo same stuff was, like, like all about farming simulator. They all had some aspect of, like, farming or, like, everyday now. slice of life. And then, and then over in State of Play, it's like, every game is now a samurai game. <laughs> Which is fine by me. That yeah. was there. They got that... Uh, Team Ninja, ironically, making a samurai game. Ronin something? Rise of the Ronin? Last Rise of the Ronin? Ronin. It looks fucking awesome. It looks sick as fuck, actually. I'm like, oh, you know, this will probably be blasphemy if I say this out loud, but this is this is kind of what I wanted from Ghost of Tsushima. A no, I, I get it. And a little bit more bombast. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, it looks fucking awesome. It's set in, like, the 1860s or something, so it's, like, completely separated from Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, which is totally cool. I mean, there can be more than one. Also, yeah. the thing that made me and all the other Yakuza fans in the world <laughs> let out a massive, you know, orgasm of pure joy. Hey, you know the second Samurai one that you never got to get here in the West? Well, we're remaking it, and it's coming out. Oh, God. Yeah, with all the original voice actors and everything. Oh. And, oh, it looks great. Oh. It looks so good. I cannot believe that series used to be this, like, totally underground totally like niche within a niche thing the yakuza games and now they're actually showering so much love and appreciation on it yeah i again memes made it what it is now I all, guess all those so. memes of like ryu and all those people uh imagine and all those guys just ripping the their shirts off yeah off yeah slamming the fucking tables and all you know fighting men in fucking diapers and all that shit yep 
Thanks, memes. Yeah. We owe you one. Also, <laughs> hey, you know, uh, this also leads to a question. I had many people ask me this when I was celebrating. You know, people are like, oh, this is cool. Where do I get into the Yakuza series? You can get in at Zero. You can get in at Kiwami, which is the mm-hmm. remake of the first one. I don't think there's a wrong way to do it because I feel like they built Kiwami to kind of be played after Zero. Yes. Yeah, well, I was always taught to play Kiwami 1 and then play Zero and then play Kiwami 2. Again, Because you'll, you'll appreciate all the background stuff in Zero. It, for... That's the thing. You'll appreciate all the background stuff more. I'm a weirdo because I played the original <laughs> Yakuza 1 with the English voice cast <laughs> on the PS2. <laughs> Friggin' Bill Farmer's in that game. He plays the detective, buddy. Fucking Goofy is your friend in that game. Yeah, Mark Hamill is... He's Majin, isn't he? Yes, he is. Mark Hamill is fucking Majima, and he's just doing his Joker voice. Yeah. The English voice cast on that game is friggin' wild, I tell you. It is. You. It really is. As the chat keeper reminding us, yes, if you're a fighting game fan, your cup runneth over, too, because you got Street Fighter Six, which actually looks pretty damn involved now. You can do a create a character, and mm-hmm. there's an open world segment. And you got Tekken 8, which, again, I have not played a Tekken game probably since the PS2 when it was yeah. my favorite fighting game series. This looks like it's enough to get me back in. Uh, the the one thing that really uh, kind of intrigued me, and I'm never intrigued by fighting games. I just don't mm. like them at all. Uh, but that it's running on uh, the new Unreal Engine 5, so mm. it'll be like a truly next-generation game. It looks pretty as fuck. There's it does. no doubt about it. It looks like eye-gougingly gorgeous. Yes, yes, it does. Which, I mean, hey, that's a good way to sell your game, too. Being like, look, never played a fighting game before? Don't worry, this just looks great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so lots of, lots of good game stuff coming on there. I know I'm excited. I'm finally going to get to play Nier because that's uh, coming to the Switch finally in yes. the big collection. Yeah. Never played it. Heard only good things about it. Now I get to carry it around with me. <laughs> At least it's not the, the, the awful, awful uh, Western remake they oh, did. Oh, yes. The they, original like, Nier. Where they, where they tried to like uh, yeah make it for like a Western audience because they didn't think everyone would like the, uh, the, the original Japanese Nier. <laughs> Yes, they turned your cute Bashonin boy that you played originally into a big gruff man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With a weird eyepiece. But then they also, like, what is it, kind of re-released that game, too, the way it was supposed to be later. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, which that was kind of cool. Again, talk about another instance of, like, holy shit, this franchise got so popular, they had to, like, re-release the good one. <laughs> pretty good man it's pretty good i'm i'm all for all these weird japanese games getting mm. uh released i think uh, sudaken that was a it was a playstation one game really fucking yes, old one that, that's yes. that's getting a number one and two of that is getting a uh, a remaster for the switch i think that's pretty fucking wild actually that's great seriously nintendo you need to do more of that re-release more weird cult rpgs yeah Hell, they had, uh, what is it, Chrono Cross and Chrono Trigger finally, which, you know, were probably my favorite. I, I, I'm i a big fan of, you know, uh, what, what, what's the one that people don't like as much? Is it Cross or is it Trigger? I'm not too sure. I think, I think sure. Chrono Cross is the one with the dimensions instead of time. Okay, yeah, I'm not too really familiar with those games. I know they re-released that one. Uh, yeah, Chrono Cross was the one. I know they re-released that one, and just the soundtrack alone made me think man should i get this one again i that's one of the few games that i have bought multiple times i bought the original ps1 one that came with like multiple discs because that's what it was back in the day mm-hmm. 
I bought the like PlayStation Store copy when I got the PlayStation 3 and then like I almost bought it again nice. on the Switch and I still might. That's that's my <laughs> Resident Evil 4. It doesn't matter how many times yeah. they re-release it, I'll buy it. Yeah. Actually, speaking of which, now's probably a good time for me to get into freaking Village because they're doing the whole gold edition now with third-person yes. camera angles and new mercenaries and everything. Yeah, yeah. A whole new DLC uh, set after the game about his daughter. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, definitely give it a try. It's so fucking good. Yeah, it's I so feel like good. I should. I, I kept waiting because I'm like, oh, I really want this to be my first next gen game I play, and then I just never got a fucking next gen console. <laughs> yeah, I should get into that. Hey, did they ever re-release seven on the next gen consoles? Because it feels like that would have been pretty obvious. Um, I don't think it got an upgrade. I'm not too That's sure. Weird. That's weird. You think yeah. it would because they'd want them to be nice and close together. Yeah, I, well, I mean, it already looks really damn good, so yeah. it might not need one. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. I know October's coming. Maybe I'll do a whole big scary game thing where I'll sit down and try and play them all. Yeah, yeah, they're good, get all, good games. Yeah, get all caught up on the this new generation of Resident Evil and where it's all going. Yeah, it's fucking crazy, man. Fucking crazy. I know, man. Fucking molds and shit. Yeah, Big mold vampire people. ladies. Yeah. Big vampire ladies and creepy villages. And Chris is there, too, sometimes. Yes. Not punching boulders, though. <laughs> though characters do mention that he punches boulders, so the series yes. has become that level of self-aware. Yep, yep. It was always that level. It, it was. But people like to fight on that. That's one of those things where they're like, oh, the sanctity of Resident Evil. What sanctity? It's always <laughs> yeah. been schlock. Yeah, it's always been B-movie schlock. Yeah, you're, you're, the first game's cinematics were directed by George Romero. Come on. Right out loud, yeah. Oh, you're almost a Jill Sandwich, the master of unlocking. <laughs> they knew what they were doing. <laughs> They knew what they were doing, but all right, I guess that's enough video games, everyone. Believe it or not, we are a comic book podcast, and we do have some comic book news to talk about this week. Yes, we do. So, uh, starting things off uh, on the list of shit that I never thought was possible, and they really need to come up with a name for when they make sequels long after the fact to movies that weren't that popular to begin with. Uh, apparently, Keanu Reeves is returning to do a sequel to his Constantine movie. What? Yeah, well, I'll believe it when I see it, because, again, this is WB. They fucking love announcing shit, and then, like, nothing ever fucking happens. Not doing it. Also, Or, or something Reeves... does happen, and they just decide to delete the movie exactly yeah they could this movie could already be done and deleted and we wouldn't know yeah so yeah again just so fucking weird i guess it's good that keanu reeves is just such a nice sweet boy who just agrees to anything it's like yeah man i'll do i'll do another constantine movie like 20 years later are they gonna make it even constantine related because that first movie i don't know why everyone loves it it fucking sucks it fucking sucks and has nothing to do nothing with to do Constantine. with Constantine. They they kind of look in the direction of dangerous habits. I guess you could understand like if it was that first movie of that type for people to see, where it's like, oh, you know, exorcisms and demonology and everything. It's like I don't I don't think that's as interesting anymore after like what a hundred seasons of Supernatural on television. Yeah, yeah, and then as well like an actual Constantine, you know, live action character played by Matt Ryan. You know. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing, too. Hey, you know how HBO Max was talking about doing a Constantine show? 
Yeah, yeah. I, uh, J.J. Abrams one where they were going to cast like a diverse lead as John. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's canceled now. Yeah. Yeah. Of course it was. Of course Which it was. Which just because people asked about that in regard to this new uh, Keanu Reeves run. It's like, well, what's happening to the show you're doing? Isn't this going to muddy the waters? Oh no! Don't worry, we canceled that. <laughs> we just be canceling everything. Yeah. Uh, Kali Frederick helped us out here. Uh, Want to throw out a rec for AMC Plus Pantheon. It's a great 40-minute sci-fi animated series. The first three episodes are out now. I've loved them. First episode is on YouTube. Hey, Kali, guess what? I have been watching Pantheon, and you are right. It kicks fucking ass. <laughs> Man, uh, I talk about an animated show that threw in a ton of money behind voice casting. Paul Dano, Aaron Eckhart, Daniel Day Kim, the oh, late nice. William Hurt. Episode 2 is, like, dedicated to him because he died. Oh, wow. If you love Silicon Valley conspiracy and, like, Westworld AI theory and, you know, do Ooh. machines have souls and everything, this is for you. Cool. I might have to check that out. It's it's super good, and not enough people are wa uh, watching it, and I know it's really expensive. I just sit there watching every episode, biting my nails, like, oh, God, they're not going to get to answer any of these questions because this is going to be a one-season wonder. <laughs> I like the show so much, Kali, uh, in my writing gig, which I know that technically hasn't really happened yet because no one's actually seen what I've written for this dude yet, but he's an animation YouTuber, and I'm like, dude, I wrote two pages on it. Do you want to buy this from me just so someone talks about it? <laughs> so don't worry. Uh, I am definitely watching it, Kali, and it's fucking good. You're, you're totally right. It's good shit. Also, AMC Plus, I didn't even know AMC had a streaming service, but they do. Oh, really? Yeah, it's uh, on their streaming service. I guess it's not on regular TV. Okay. Everyone has a fucking streaming service yeah, now. everyone fucking has one. And streaming services, you know, one eats another one. It's like the goddamn War of the Planets. Yep. That's that hot new rumor now for Warner Brothers that Zaslav is fucking things up so much they might end up actually fusing with, what is it, was Paramount? Uh, Universal, I think. Yeah, they might end up fusing with Universal in the next couple of years. That's going to be weird. That means WB will own the rights to Hulk. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> when Hulk smashes Batman. <laughs> well, apparently the word on that is that Marvel may have actually gotten them back or at least yeah. signed a better deal, which is why we're going to be getting probably another Planet Hulk movie. Yeah. So who knows about that? Yeah, that will be weird. Also, it'll be weird for Universal Studios, the theme park. Does that mean they'll get DC characters there now? Yeah, holy shit. I'd never thought about that. Yeah, one of my park friends brought that up, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I, I got to fucking sit down a minute. <laughs> <laughs> who has the, uh, the like, rights to the use DC characters in theme parks in, like, America and Canada? Here we have Movie World, which is, like, Village Roadshow, WB. So, right. like, they... That's, like, the only theme park that uses uh, DC characters. That's an excellent question. I know Wonderland here in Canada, which is somehow also kind of connected after the fact to the Wonderland you guys have in Australia. Okay. They they had a bunch of deals with a bunch of different characters. Like, they had all the Hanna-Barbera characters mm -hmm. and some of the Warner Brothers cartoon characters. I don't know if that extended to the DC comic characters. That's a whole thing okay but yeah that's an interesting topic but yeah there's talk that they might be 
buying them up, which is like, well, hey, isn't that a huge like antitrust issue? Well, not if uh, Zaslav undervalues the company enough and sells it off for parts. <laughs> and just starts deleting movies left, right, and center, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. Well, now you don't have a full control over the market because I deleted most of the market. <laughs> ah, yeah, Six Flags. I forgot about Six Flags. I don't think I've ever been to yeah. a Six Flags. Yeah, we don't have any of that sort of shit here. Cause it, yeah, because it's, it's Six Flags over Texas. Yeah. I don't, I, someone explained it to me once why it is Six Flags over Texas, but I don't remember why. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, someone asked me, hey, Joel, are you excited for the big three-hour-long Law & Order crossover event they're going to be doing for the new season? Uh, you know I am. <laughs> is this their Crisis of Infinite Earths? I'm damn sure it is. They've been working up to it forever because they brought Stabler back, you know, and he got his own show. He got mm -hmm. his own spinoff, and he keeps crossing over with SVU, and then they brought back original recipe Law & Order with Anthony Anderson that's honestly not as good. Anthony Anderson is in Law & Order? What the fuck? Uh, that, okay, this is the most fucked up part. Yes, he is. He was the, like, main cop on the show before they canceled it, and it was off TV for, like, eight years. Fuck me. And he came back, and I'm like, why did Anthony Anderson come back? This was your chance to completely fresh slate it with a new cast of cops. Did he want to come back? Was there a lot of fans for his era of the show? I only, like, Anthony Anderson to be is, like, just, like, a comedy actor. Yes. Like, he's yeah. in that first Transformers. Yes. Being, like, tackled by SWAT guys and making fun of his mother and everything. And He's... He's the guy yelling in Harold and Kumar, let's yeah. burn down Pookie, let's burn the whole yeah. thing down. Yeah, and then yes. you tell me he's like on a weekly show where he's like hunts yeah. pedophiles and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, oh no, he's on original recipe law and order. He just oh, okay. Oh, okay, so yeah, the, his... the odd pedophile, you know. The odd pedophile. I mean, you know, a couple pedophiles will slip in there. <laughs> Actually, I'm pretty goddamn sure the first episode they did when they came back was like a very thinly veiled Bill Cosby episode. No, no. <laughs> And I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is like the sort of thing where like even SVU looked at this and we're like, nah, this is too tacky even for us. <laughs> we got we got too many other things to do. We got friggin' Super Benson fighting goddamn supervillains now every week. <laughs> Seriously, that show has like gone off the rails in the best way possible. I love it. Yeah, that's great. And Ice-T is still Ice-T completely unchanged. Of course, of course. You mean to tell me? Yes, yes he does mean to tell you this, Ice-T. <laughs> I'm the second rank guy here. I've been here longer than anyone else. <laughs> it's it's funny because Mariska Hargitay is like an executive producer and everything. And like, I think she got to direct a couple episodes in the last season. So she's pretty much entrenched in that series and she's going to do it to the end. But there is a truly hilarious alternate universe out there where she leaves the show and it's just the ice tea show. <laughs> think about that where he's the only one who sticks around and i think ice has said before he never wants to leave law and order because it's such a good steady paycheck yeah i mean why like why would you yeah and like everyone Job knows security him from yeah and like white people who never listen to his rap music everyone knows him from television yeah and like goddamn, if you've ever been to like a hotel in the states or anything that's all they play on television is fucking law and order reruns teen titans go <laughs> diners drive-ins and dives that's literally all american television is yeah that's why i love when i stay in a hotel it's just this weird fucking alternate universe where this is all tv is now <laughs> yeah it's just marathons of law and order and iCarly yeah. and all those shows 
just just pure lowest common denominator but like i'm i'm not slick i'm not like too good for this shit i'm like oh yeah let me order room service and watch all <laughs> of this just feeling my brain cells slowly die <laughs> and loving every second of it ah oh no no half think hard now good <laughs> just makes the pain go away uh, speaking of pain going away, uh, it was also announced to uh, the brand new post-crisis or post-dark crisis era for DC Comics, what it's going to be called. And they're simply calling it Dawn. Yeah, Dawn of the DCU. Yes, which is funny that they're actually working the word DCU in. Yeah, well, uh, we know what DC means, divine continuum. I guess we do know that now, don't we? Uh, yeah. Cowboy helping us out in the chat. Nations that ruled Texas were France, Mexico, the Republic of Texas, the Confederate States of America, and the United States. Were, yes, that's right. And they are the six flags over Texas. Thank you. Yes, that is what it is. <laughs> God damn. See, see, look, you all learned something here watching the show. You're all smarter now. Yeah, all that tells me is, like, America is, like, kind of fucked up when it comes to, like, it's it's land and states and all that shit. States' rights. Yeah, it's always been fucked up in yeah. America, you see. Yeah. And that's nothing of all the parts of, like, America that used to be Mexico and Mexico took it back and then America took it back and they've been fighting over it forever. And then it's like, oh, you can't come over our line. And it's like, well, the line has changed multiple times over <laughs> the last 300 years. <laughs> But yeah, we love our lines. Don't cross our lines. <laughs> Stay out of my personal space. <laughs> what are we talking about? Oh yeah, dawn of the DC. We know nothing about it yet because the event is still happening. Yeah, we got two more issues left. Really, only two? Why did I think it was more? Pretty sure it's two, two, maybe three, because yeah, I thought it, it we've got two. a bunch of tie-ins as well happening. Again, I feel like that last episode or that last issue was like it really popping off there. And I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, we're really at the middle point now. We're at, you know, the point of no return. Oh, really? There's only two more. Yeah, well, that popped off and Judgment Day also popped off in its fourth issue as well. It's, it's true. It's true. Indeed, it did. But yeah, it's called Dawn. We don't know what it is. What is interesting about it to me, though, is that it seems that Nightwing is front and center on the artwork. Yeah, it makes sense. He's been kind of like front and center throughout this whole event. He has. Yeah. In fact, that last issue was basically, you know, uh, Alan Scott saying, you know, how important that Nightwing is as, like, the yep. original legacy. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, I'm down for that. I'm down for, you know, extra dick in Dawn. <laughs> you know, it's always dickest before the Dawn. That's... <laughs> That's going to be there, you know, yeah. a little uh, The Dick line. Rises at Dawn, yeah. Dick Rises at Dawn. A brand new era for DC Comics begins. <laughs> More dick than ever. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll be sure to keep you posted on that as we know. Solicitations came out uh, for all the books this month, but really it is just kind of in a holding pattern because everything's going to look different after our crises. Yeah, I think everything will look different, but not really. Because, like, As do I. all that's really happening is that they've just basically said, ah, the, um... Infinite Earths the, are back. The Infinite Earths are back. So, like, the original Earth 2, Earth 3, Earth 4, you know, all of them are back. Now, what does that mean for future stories? Well, our next story seeks to imply that DC will actually be uh, reviving the Just Imagine line of comics uh, for a special issue to honor Stan Lee's 100th birthday, and that's in a book called Tales from Earth 6, which, for those who know your history, Earth-6 is where Stan Lee got to reimagine all DC heroes. Yeah, yeah, and uh, a lot of them were kind of cool, some of them were kind of fucking weird, but yeah. Yeah, 
it's it's kind of nice to see DC being like, look, we brought back the Infinite Earths already. We might as well do something fun with it and do something to, you know, honor Stan Lee on, like, his 100th birthday or what would have been his 100th birthday. Yeah. I don't know if I'm rushing out to pick it up, but it's certainly cool that it exists. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. Uh, other things that we learned from the solicitations this month, uh, Batman Urban Legends, that big anthology Batman series, will actually be coming to an end with issue 23 in January. Which is shocking, because it's a fucking Batman book that's ending. I know, I know, I can't believe they, they made it this long. Also, too, I mean, I guess they got at least, like, two or three spinoffs out of it. Yeah, well, I again, like, the book itself was kind of a spinoff of Future State, in a weird way yeah yeah and then they're like hey let's just develop all these other stories throughout this this book with like like a red hood story didn't that whole tim drake coming out as buyers thing yep. start there yeah yes it did yeah it, it continued the um the outsider Azrael story. story Azrael yes, got did. a story which then led to a Azrael book Any... yeah yeah, I mean, it certainly did its job. You can't take that away from it. And I mean, even though I didn't read it regularly, I did like knowing it existed. Yeah, yeah. Especially because that's like, you know, what Detective Comics used to do before it just became mm -hmm. a supplemental Batman book. Definitely, yeah. So, I mean, you know, sad to see it go, but also like, yeah, I can understand why it wasn't keeping a lot of people's attentions, even though it was essentially a Batman book. Yeah, I never really heard anyone like talk about it all that much i mean people were definitely reading it because i would have questions and then someone would be like oh they actually answered that in urban legends and i'd oh, be like okay. fuck off really yeah well i uh, see i didn't read just because like oh nullifying batman book but then also like yeah. yeah the stories are kind of canon but probably not mm. yeah they're, they're there when other writers want to deal with them yeah stuff to do uh yeah and our uh yeah i guess that is basically everything for news this week like i said we're in the post d23 doldrum not a hell of a lot happening no no not really uh i guess we want to talk about what we read this week then yeah let's go all right <coughs> where where would you like to begin matt uh well let's talk about uh judgment day because we had like a couple of fucking books come out for this yes i just finished this one last night actually judgment yeah. day number four we're all fucked <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're all we're all fucked we had like a bunch of issues that where the the heroes are planning on using eros to like make a deal with with mm. the with the progenitor use his powers to to um influence earth and kind of bring everyone together to like just pass the test and then move on yep. from there uh, I do like Euros being like, I don't want to use my powers that way. It's kind of fucked up to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the galaxy's greatest pervert deciding, yeah. like, his powers are fucked up now. He's like, you know what? Consent matters, I have discovered. <laughs> in my time in the exclusion, I have been reading Twitter. Yes, yes. I, I, I have been thinking, I have been learning, I have found religion, and I have decided. And I love all the other heroes are like, well, time to put those new scruples aside, motherfucker, because we literally have no other ideas. Yeah, yeah. It's you or nothing. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it turns out that doesn't work. And like, the world fucking dies. 
yeah, seemingly the world dies. They do everything they can. They get all the peoples of the world together. They promise them eternal technology. They yeah. promise them, you know, mutant gifts and everything. All the other heroes get judged, and you'll be surprised by, you know, who makes it and who doesn't. And then only at the very end is Star Fox like, hey, look, you know, we're doing really good things here, but could we could we maybe have a little bit more time? Could we maybe yeah. have, like, till tomorrow to figure this out? And the progenitor, the fucking Celestial, is like, you know what? No. <laughs> yeah, you you keep wasting the tomorrows we give you because nothing fucking changes, and it's it's, it's kind of fucking right. <laughs> he is, he is, is the is the crazy part about it, isn't it? Where it's like, man, you know, friggin' Kieran Gillen is clearly going somewhere like very topical mm-hmm. and very mm-hmm. raw and real. Where it's like, don't we all feel like? this is the way of the world now don't we all feel like we are on the fucking edge of the apocalypse at any moment yep yep and it's like fair enough man that you made this into a marvel story where no one can help because people have to help themselves but they never will yeah and yeah book ends with like the progenitor like killing like a bunch of people uh but not killing captain america but no he lived i i wonder if it's going to be revealed that all the people he voted down will live and this will be like their hell right is this like a rapture situation yeah. there where it's like oh i took all the good people away but i left all the thumbs down people here yeah to to like because like this is their punishment they have to live with it yeah they have to live with the with the blasted earth yeah because i i was thinking that like when we saw all the people getting judged and i found it like really quite interesting that whenever someone was getting judged like if it was an eternal they'd be like okay yeah cool if it was a human yeah cool but when it came to mutants literally every mutant that got judged was like i don't you know subscribe to your rules you ideology know? Yeah. i i don't wish to be judged and i thought ah that's that's kind of like fun it's like they think that like just like covering their eyes and ears and like and like shouting mm-hmm. will make this all go away and and it's like Xavier's like the biggest one where he's like he doesn't even notice being judged because doesn't even notice because he's so too busy somewhere else where he doesn't need to be busy <laughs> so full of himself yeah. so high on yeah. his own sense of superiority he doesn't even see it. my my favorite one is miles miles is so busy saving the world and being a hero that when he gets a thumbs up from the celestial he just gives a thumbs yeah. up back. yeah because he thinks it's just spider-man giving him yeah, a thumbs hey. up yeah Oh, thanks, and man. then Do- doom just like laughs it off so it's like ah oh, yeah sure thumbs up friggin daredevil cries in catholic <laughs> angst because god doesn't love him yeah yeah and daredevil's like i know yeah, yeah luke fails because he's a politician <laughs> yeah just by being a politician yeah by uh, default he tomorrow. fails <laughs> yeah you fail uh, icarus surprisingly gets a thumbs up despite telling god to go fuck himself in the last time cersei gets a thumbs down even though it was her plan to save everyone and her plan worked yeah yeah but she lied to a bunch of people so oh you lied which is the worst thing apparently she does turn into a good joke where it's like maybe he's just mad i don't wear green anymore. yeah he doesn't like my fashion sense anymore doesn't like my fashion sense why i got a thumbs down yeah (laughs) yeah judgment day continues to be really interesting and really high-minded and have like way more ideas than the last like three marvel events put together yeah again you get you put kieran gillen on it with like an idea that he's had running through through his x-men books and through his eternals books and just like getting him to pay off all of that it's just so fucking good i can also hear the voices of people being like you know can't they just punch each other i'm like don't always complain when these events happen when they just punch each other now you know here's a writer actually trying to give you a little bit more to chew on and you're mad about it i i've been getting that as well people want it to be simple i'm like it it really is that simple if they get voted badly 
they fucking die. If they get voted good, they live. Yeah. Simple <laughs> you know? as that. It's very simple. Yeah. Uh, I guess, you know, from a big Marvel book we had <coughs> this week to a big DC book we had this week, I had Batman versus Robin number one. Have you read this yet? I have, yes. Fucking Alfred comes back. Yeah, the, the real Alfred, it seems. Seemingly, yeah, he just shows up one night out of the rain he still thinks that city of bane is going on which is a fate worse than death if you ask oh me. god yeah yeah he's trapped in a tom king book jesus <laughs> help me bruce i'm trapped in a tom king i'm story. in an existential crisis <laughs> is everything still up its ass and makes no sense are we in a dream i don't know <laughs> does the whole thing suddenly feel like someone is taking the piss out of all of us <laughs> no no alfred you know we're in the here and now with mark wade who actually goes out of his way to tie together many continuity points that I was not expecting. Yeah, tie his own continuity points, Joshua Williamson's continuity points, mm-hmm. and even a little Chip Zdarsky. Shocking. Good on him. Yeah, yeah. He get, he, he brings it all together. I, uh, I was not shy about talking mad shit about this series in the lead-up because it felt like just to set up this story, they had to hijack, like, several books. They did. And they had to, and they had to make Batman and Robin artificially still hate mm-hmm. each other even when mm-hmm. they totally should have reconciled, like, several times over. But for what it's worth, I actually really liked this one. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty it good. Was, it was fun. It was interesting. Uh, the book gives the rub to characters that you wouldn't expect. Freaking Walking Thunder and Tim Hunter are like evil brainwashed Damien's little minions. Yeah, that that was really fun. That that was a fun action sequence. That uh, Batman going up against magic and uh, fucking him up. <laughs> yep. Uh, friggin' Joaquin brings the costumes to life in the cave, brings the big dinosaur to life in the cave, and he has to fight them. It's great. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It's great stuff. The fact that it seems that the Alfred plot and the Damien plot are not connected because Damien oh. actually stops in his tracks when he sees Alfred, but then just chops it up to being a Batman trick. Yeah, that's what I assumed before those those pages happened, that, oh, like, Damien's done something and it's brought him back to life, mm. and he's, like, uh, some weird homunculus amalgamation who's not really Alfred. Yeah, which, I mean, Damien had the chance to do that in his own book and Mm -hmm. chose not to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Also, the big reveal that the villains of this piece are the Devil Nisa, as well as Mother Soul, Damien's Mm -hmm. great-great-grandmother. Yep, who knew Devil Neza will be returning. Yeah, which is funny because she's with Devil Neza here in this book and also with, like, Lord Deathman in the Robin book. And I'm like, shit, man, Mother Soul gets around. Gets around, yeah gets around no wonder Raish is so pissed off at everything (laughs) i'm going to kill half the world to make it better and when i say half the world i mean i'm going to kill my mom's boyfriends yeah (laughs) who i never approved of (laughs) so yeah it's it's a fun start to the book again it's batman versus magic which you don't always see uh it's tying up a bunch of you know plot threads from other books that i didn't think was going to tie up and also it just feels nice to have alfred back doesn't it it does yeah he he adds a real nice atmosphere to to the book and him just being being with bruce is just it's good gives him someone to talk to also yeah gives him someone to talk to also between this and the what is it uh, the last one we read there from Zadarsky? I like that Batman is just back in the mansion again, where he hasn't been for like mm-hmm. three years. Yeah, they've just decided. I oh, will just put him back in there. He doesn't technically own the property, but yeah, Anymore, he's gonna yeah. stop him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which again, I guess that just puts a nice little bow on how weird Batman has been feeling. Yeah, no mm-hmm. Alfred. He hasn't lived in the mansion. Yeah, yeah, and I guess like by the end of this, because of Alfred coming back and everything, everything kind of go back to normal which was fine by me yeah 
again we're basically you know not quite restarting stuff in dark crisis anyway but it looks like all right time to offer like a more uh what is it familiar jumping on point for people yes yeah. what else did you have matt uh at superman son of kal-el issue 15 16 uh, 14? I, I haven't read this one yet but i like the previous one where it's john and his friends finally making landfall in gamora to fuck up henry bendix and everything he's been doing yeah this is the the finale to that story uh where uh jay's confronted by his uh now post-human mother and has to fight Ooh. him uh fight her and while he's doing that uh superman goes to try and find the people who are controlling the gamora core and uh deal with them and he learns they're in a bunker but if he goes and tries to like pull the bunker out of the ground it will collapse in on itself because bendix has like all these uh traps and everything because he fucking hates everyone um but he's able to have wink teleport him in so he's able to free all of the gamora core and everything just starts falling apart for for bendix and lex calls him up and says hey look people don't want your shitty product anymore <laughs> you know uh you've almost implicated me and everything so how very you know, lex fuck you uh robin shows up and finds bendix and tries to take him down well act manages to actually take him down with like a slap and it's <laughs> it's done in that Batman slapping Robin meme. Oh, fun! Like it's just a simple slap takes him down, but he manages to escape up to Skywatch, which is his uh, his satellite, and he, he right, intends he intends on going uh, scorched Earth on Gamora and basically just wiping it off the face of the planet like it never existed with a giant death mm. laser. Um, so what a villain. Superman uh, Dreamer actually sees this actually happen in in one of her precog things and uh warns superman so superman goes up and he's fighting the laser and everything uh and then lex turns up on the on the on the satellite and seemingly kills henry by like <laughs> blowing him out of an airlock uh and taking over all his technology because he's like hey you're a great beta tester but like i'm gonna like let the real boys have the have the have the let, shot. Let now. Lex got a Lex. Yeah, he, uh, Lex has a great line as well because he's seeing uh, Superman stopping this laser and he's like, "Huh, the super teen actually like put his life on the line for other people. I'm going to use that in the future." <laughs> <laughs> um, and then while Super uh, Superman's getting hit by this laser, something happens to him and an extra power of his awakens, Ooh. but we don't know what it is. Where he says he feels like a burning inside of him, so it could be something like the solar flare ability, yeah, maybe. Say, yeah. um, but I guess we'll find out in the Kal-El Returns uh, book. But then, ah, yes. and then yeah, all the heroes reunite and everything. John gets to meet Jay's mother, and uh, oh, they, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the the news of the world is covering the Gamora uh, overthrowing of the dictatorship. So uh jay's tired of hiding so because superman is out in the open now everyone knows that john kent is superman uh so like he shouldn't have a secret identity either so he, he throws off his gossamer costume and and him and john share a kiss in front of all of the cameras oh, well isn't that nice yeah there you go bringing that full circle i will be interesting to see what this book becomes now what was superman coming back well i'm pretty sure it's sticking around we've got like the, know, yeah. the next uh the next couple of issues are all the like, the big Kal-El Returns story arc that's happening between this and Action Comics. But, yeah, uh, Taylor's already uh, talked about introducing a brand new villain. Yes, Red Sin. Yes, which is interesting. Yeah. Hope it's better than Red Cloud. What's with all these red villains? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is all the color red now? Now evil. Yeah, exactly. Red's fine. Could be any other color. <laughs> <laughs> 
It could be any other color. Purple. <laughs> we don't get enough purple villains. Actually, we have lots of purple villains. Yeah, when so I stop and think particularly about. Superman has a lot of purple villains. <laughs> Indeed, he does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Fuck. Now that I stop and think, of it, you know what? Purple's the worst color for Superman yeah. villains. Yeah. Too many. Okay, red was a good idea. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Fair enough. Yeah, red's okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll be excited to check that one out and read it when I get a chance. Yeah, it was great. Now, a book I read this week that I was wildly disappointed in was actually Amazing Spider-Man number nine. Yeah, what happened in that? So this is a ridiculously long after the fact tie into the Hellfire Gala, even though that was two fucking months ago. For what? <laughs> I know, right? So you remember in the Hellfire Gala, there was a whole thing about how Moira McTaggart had taken control of MJ so she could infiltrate the party, so she could mm -hmm. steal a bunch of information about the Five and sell it off to Droog and the Eternals? Yep. Well, this is the continuation of that. This is Wolverine and Spider-Man going after her. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it's not much of a story, honestly. Yeah. It gets especially fucked up in the timeline because it's like, wait, so this was two months ago, but it was also right before Judgment Day that's going on right now. Also, Spider-Man was in his party clothes, but comes back wearing his brand new Norman Osborn costume. How the fuck did that work? <laughs> also, Moira's plan makes no goddamn <clears throat> sense to anyone if you haven't been reading the X-Men books. Yeah, yeah. If, if you've not been reading that and just been reading like Spider-Man and Avengers, you'll have no fucking idea what's going on with her because she because she literally explains nothing she's like ha 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 i got what i wanted now i'm going to kill mary jane why yeah why, why are you doing that oh well maybe read all these x-men books you might because find out. reasons yeah also moira is even more of a cyborg now she's got like a terminator endoskeleton oh really Yes, and Spider-Man and Wolverine fight the endoskeleton. The only thing that I even <clears throat> remotely liked about this book is that because it's Zeb Wells writing it and Zeb Wells wrote Hellions, he brings Grey Crow back for a minute. Oh, nice. It's the one thing I liked about it, the one little bit of a Hellions <coughs> connection. But yeah, nice. this this is one of the most skippable issues in a long time. I'm like, what was the point of any of this? Yeah, wow, that's that, that sucks. Especially, I think, next issue is going to be a Judgment Day tie-in. Oh, is it really? I think so, yeah. Oh boy, that's uh this this series, man, it really can't get the ball rolling. It also really only seemed to exist to reestablish Spider-Man's connection to Wolverine and the Mutants because they're going to be part of that uh, dark web crossover soon. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, because it's uh what is it? Madeline Pryor and freaking, you know, evil uh Ben Riley clone Spider-Man teaming up to do evil clone things. Oh, fun. Yeah, it's, it's actually, it's got a lot of tie-ins, actually. It's going through that. It's oh, going fuck. through Venom. Miss <laughs> Marvel's getting a special issue because she technically works for Osborn, and that Golden Goblin book is getting a tie-in. Jesus Christ. It's going to be a big event. They don't always go big for Spider-Man events, but when they do, they go hard. Yeah, fucking A. I hope they're better than this one, though, because this is like, wow, this really makes me scared for the Dark Web tie-in, yeah. where it's like, Jesus Christ, teaming up X-Men and Spider-Man should be great, but it's not to taste the taste good together. <laughs> I'm also pretty sure this was supposed to have a tie-in with Wolverine 2. It was supposed to be like a two-part story, but I'm pretty sure they axed the Wolverine part, which is why this one ends so they, abruptly. They probably axed the Wolverine part because Benjamin Percy, for some explicable reason, is doing like a Craven origin in... In his or in his uh, X Force, and I think his Wolverine book as well. Little little self indulgent, but I like Craven yeah. too. So sure, why not? Yeah, both both his books uh, for uh, Judgment Day have had barely anything tied into Judgment Day. 
naturally. Yet they I have mean, like Judgment Day all over the all over like the uh, the covers and everything. So yeah. like yeah, the, the general consensus seems to be if Kieran Gillen didn't write it, you don't have to read it. Pretty much, yeah. That's pretty. Like I, I checked out Marauders as well, and Marauders like yeah, it's kind of tied in, but yeah, nothing big happens here. I mean, shit, even Gillen himself has a hard time doing it in that Sebastian Shaw immortal X-Men thing. It's like, yeah, we spend the first couple pages tying into it. Then we do a Shaw story that doesn't really go anywhere. I kind of liked that issue. I thought that was pretty fucking cool. I mean, it is fun that Shaw just doesn't give a shit about the end of the world. Or yeah, anything. he's just trying to trying to profit off it and trying to, like, buy brandies that cost more than planets and shit. Yeah. I mean, he kind of cares by the end, if only so much as, like, well, I guess if the world is destroyed, I can't make any more money, so I guess exactly. I should try and save the world. Yeah, yeah, I kind of like that. I like the shit with his dad as well. He's, like, yeah. b- burning his first million dollars on his grave to keep the hellfire warm. That's Fire burning. So yeah, fucking that's, cool. That's some pretty metal shit, I will agree. That is some pretty Sebastian Shaw shit. Also, weirdly ties into what Spurrier is doing with Legion of X because he meets Mother Righteous. Yeah, yeah. Where I'm like, oh shit, I guess this character's crossing over to other books now. Yeah, well, she is kind of like a demon mutant thing. It makes God deals. space fair deal maker, yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't know what the fuck she is either, actually. Yeah. The Leech of X book hasn't totally explained it yet. No, no. Which, man, that book feels like that book's been gone for a bit. Has been. It's been like a couple of weeks since we had an issue. And it's not, yeah. it's, I think, one of the only ones not tying into Judgment Day, I think. Yeah, yeah. Legion gets to tie in, but over in the X Men Red book, because they yeah. just happen which, to be on Mars. Which is really weird, because you think Legion of X, which was like a spin off of Way of X and all like the spirituality and gods and everything, would tie into a story about a this. new god. <laughs> yeah, you would think Kurt and Legion and all of them would have a lot to say about yeah. this god. You're right. Yeah. I, I guess this does kind of clash with the spark and everything else Spurrier was written, yeah, maybe. True, true. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I only read Daredevil. That was the last one I read. What about you? Nice. I uh, I caught up on Iron Man this week. Oh, yes, 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 which you've been loving to death and which yes. will actually be coming to an end soon. Yeah, it's got two issues left. Um, But, yeah, this last arc has been so much fucking fun. It's, it's kind of Tony going back to his roots uh, in weapons dealing because uh, oh. he's, he's fresh out of um, rehab, so he's been trying to, like, deal with stuff, like, in a mm. less, more violent way, sort of keep his head about him and everything. And one of his plane rides ends up getting hijacked by, like, some guy called Switchback who was, like, part of Weapon X. <laughs> and uh, it's actually a really cool issue where Iron Man lands in, he, like, gets injured and it lands in, like, the Utah desert and has to survive, <laughs> like, because his suit's oh, all fun. fucked up and everything. And he has to survive against Switchback, who was like an who was like evil Bear Grylls. Um, I like it. I like it a lot. But he but he finds this guy is like selling Mad Bomb weapons to like this place called Source Control, which is like a giant black market network and everything that uh, Tony wants to take down. But he wants to take down not as Iron Man, but as Tony Stark, and Ooh. use what money he has to basically buy up everything they have, so they can't use it. And oh, he, that does sound like a back to basics <clears throat> Iron Man. And he ends up recruiting uh, Rhodey, who knows about Source Control, thanks to their contact Vic Martinelli. Uh, and he ends up recruiting Force as well. Do you remember Force? Oh, vaguely. Yeah, he's like a guy. He's, he's kind of like an Iron Man guy. He's like a very deep cut character. Um, they he ends up recruiting them all to try and like 
form like a sting operation to find out who's behind source control and they learn that spy master is behind it ah. and he's, he's selling all sorts of fucking weapons and vic martinelli the guy uh, uh tony's been trying to get in contact with uh was holding the mandarin rings the 10 rings for uh Ooh. for tony and has been holding them ever since mandarin was killed by punisher oh um, wow that is a deep cut yeah and they were actually stolen by source control and are now on the black market so tony's trying to like sort out okay we got to fucking deal with this uh and he learns that vic was killed by titanium man and uh spy master's just selling all these weapons and he ends up selling the rings to cobalt man and mm-hmm. cobalt man ends up turning up with like the rings and starts fucking God, up I love tony all these silly and, iron man villains oh it's so it, it's so fucking cool he, he Christopher Campbell is in, like bringing all these guys back. He does like a whole thing where like he makes the world think that Tony is like poisoned and like bedridden in a coma, uh, so he can go undercover to like get into this uh, uh, source control. Even like so much so that like Captain America comes by and says, like, "Hey, I want to help out." Like uh, <laughs> since Tony's like um, bedridden and everything, I want to help out. And they're like, "No, you don't. We we don't really trust you." So we're not going to tell you what's going on or anything it's so cool it's so so much fun and such a back to basics uh i guess ending to like yeah. this run because i guess this this story's going to go all the way till the ending wow yeah huh. what a run it's been yeah it's been so fucking cool definitely so yeah like i said the last one i read and i did this one right before we hopped on was daredevil number three zadarsky's next big chapter for the daredevil series have mm-hmm. you have, have you been keeping up with this one matt yes yeah i haven't read this issue but i have been keeping up with it yeah so after matt dealt with the fact that one of his friends from school was an actual guardian angel mm-hmm. but not a good guardian angel yeah. one who's actually been helping god fuck with his life to try and make him a better hero supposedly yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, uh, he goes out of his way. Now, he basically has a Jesus moment. He's trying to recruit apostles to help him join the fist and everything and take down the hand. And, oh, just like Jesus, some rebuff him. Yes. Like, Luke Cage doesn't okay. like the idea that he's working with Electra, saying, you know, Electra can't be trusted. You know, she's a freaking assassin and everything. Fair enough, yep. Yeah, fair enough. Cole North comes back. It's been a while oh, since we've nice. seen him. Oh, nice, yeah. I really like him. He has a great bit with Daredevil where Matt's like, you know, I trust you, Cole. You're a good man. I know I can leave New York in your hands because I have to, like, go away. Mm -hmm. And I know, you know, you'll be what the city needs it to be because you're not afraid to hold even people like me to, you know, their morals and honor and everything. I'm like, oh, that's a great bit for him. Yeah, that's cool. To think these two were enemies when the series started. Now they're, you know, basically friends. Yeah, that's cool. The Stromwind twins also come back, too. Remember them? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Wait, they didn't die? They didn't die. Kingpin didn't kill them. He just beat the shit out of them with their old bones. So they got, like, slings and everything. And apparently he beat them up so bad, they don't go out in public anymore. (laughs) They become, like, weirdo hermits. And they bring, like, Mayor Luke in, because he's mayor, to be like, oh, can we trust you to continue our proud traditions of corruption and graft and bullshit? <laughs> and Luke Cage is like, nah, man, I- I'm bulletproof. I'm not going to dance. I'm not going to sing for you. And if you threaten my family, it's going to be fucking on. So what are you going to do? You're going to sit here in your fucking house? All right, then. <laughs> 
And I'm like, I love that. That's good shit. But it's because the Stromwinds are so desperate, they've actually made, you know, some rather interesting bedfellows in the hand. Oh, no. <laughs> they're working with them now. And uh, the, the intermediary of which they're working with the hand with is Akka. And Akka is the woman that brought uh, Electra into the hand originally mm -hmm. and was her mentor. Yeah, okay. And she fights Daredevil, and she beats the shit out of him, and she does, like, the whole, you know, pressure point kung fu thing. Cool. And says, yeah, man, you know, you got your orders, you got your prophecy that you're working towards, that, you know, the fist will destroy the hand. Well, we got our own prophecy we're working on, and it has to do with our new leader, a guy you would know, a guy named Frank Castle. Frank Castle, Castle yeah. <laughs> So this is the book where Daredevil finally finds that, and his reaction is fucking priceless. Where he's like, uh, you know, Frank Castle, but he's a madman. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, but he's our madman now, bitch. Peace out. <laughs> and, and the last person, the only person that Daredevil actually gets to join his crusade is Foggy. Of course. Is Foggy, because they haven't gotten to actually hang out that much. But now this is Zdarsky promising that they will. Nice, nice. Jay Kuno in the chat helping us out, saying, I want to play Joel in Tekken 8. You might get a chance, man. You <laughs> might have to do a big meetup for fighting games when it's a thing. We did it for Injustice, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that was the Daredevil book. Continues to be great. Again, just when I think I know where they're going with the series, they completely upend it and go somewhere different. Awesome. That's so cool. It's also great to know that it's really being connected to that Punisher story now, and it's rewarding yeah. you for writing both. Finally, yeah. And the big promise is that, yeah, they will absolutely fight, and, you know, both these organizations want that to happen, that the Punisher is basically going to be uh, Daredevil's final boss in this story. Awesome. I'm all about it. Yeah. I'm all about it. So is that everything, Matt? Is that everything we read this week? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I knew this was going to be a shorter one, but that's fine, because apparently YouTube likes, you know, shorter videos. Apparently, yeah. Apparently. We hope you all enjoyed it. We hope you had some fun here with us. Sorry it's not as long as normal, but, you know, maybe because it's shorter, maybe we'll actually be able to get it up quicker on yeah. Patreon and up on the channel itself. So be sure to check that out, everyone. Thank you, everyone, who donated to the show. Again, you're the reason we keep doing it live. Yes, absolutely. You're the reason we've tried not to miss one. Uh, Matt and I will be back again. We'll have more stuff to talk on and get excited because uh, the Retro Hero video for this month, whenever we end up dropping it, is we're going to be talking about friggin' Pennyworth episode one. Yeah, I've already watched some of the, uh, the I show. I know. It's, it's pretty fucking good. It's I pretty good. <laughs> I can't believe that. I was in utter shock and dismay. I, you think you were in shock? I was in shock. I'm like, how? why is this, like, kind of awesome? <laughs> Again, you said they actually really nailed the period piece aspect. Oh, it's it. so good. And the guy playing Alfred is like, like, I, I assume because it's by the same people who do, uh, who did Gotham. So I oh, assume really? this is meant to be the Alfred from that. Right. I, I, I mean, there's no, I, nothing that really signposts that it can't be. And it's like a different Alfred, but, um, right. But yeah, the guy playing Alfred is like legitimately like good. Like his accent is like, he's basically just doing like a young Michael Caine. Wow, and here I was all excited because we were going to read Amazon reviews for the show, and I thought that would be funny, but now you're telling me I might actually enjoy it, fuck. Yeah, it's 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 pretty good. It's pretty good. To, to, to think, you know, in this experiment where we watched shows we never watched before, the only one where we're like, oh, this wasn't great, or, you know, at least this wasn't for us, was Crypto. All the other ones are like, oh, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. I watched this. It's pretty good. <laughs> we'll have to choose well, like a like one we know is, is like fucking awful. Like the yeah. cape. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, we'll have to follow this up with like, you know, what are what are the worst ones? Yeah, like knockoff superheroes where like they created a superhero show where they didn't have any like ties to like yeah. uh, actual like franchises or something. Yeah, like Michael Chiklis show, no, no Ordinary Heroes, where it was basically oh, like budget shit. Fantastic Four. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I forgot about that. Poor Michael Chiklis. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah we'll, uh, yeah, we'll definitely have to do that. I had a couple arcs in mind. I usually like to let the patrons pick that, and you too can become a patron for as little as a dollar a month, and you can help us decide what our next arc of episodes is going to be when we do that. <laughs> but yeah, don't, don't be shocked if we end up doing that next week, everyone, in case like some big news ends up dropping between here and now. Yeah. Because I figure if we're going to do a shorter episode, then we might as well just do a retro hero where at least you know it's focused and you know slightly more interesting. Exactly, yeah where this just feels like a shorter show. So thank you everyone for watching and listening. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Matt and I will be back again next week. Yeah. See you everyone. Bye-bye.